praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Our Heavenly Father, once again, we have gathered to learn from you. We have gathered to consider the theme, prepared to meet your God. And we know that there is no way to prepare than to be fully primed and operating under the auspices, the influence, the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray tonight, O oh God, this evening that you would endure us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Anoint our ears, our eyes and our inner mind. Illuminate us, O oh God. Spirit of the living God, illumine our hearts and our minds so that we will grasp those things we need to know. And in so doing, be prepared for the coming of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We were looking. Yesterday I gave you a kind of historical account of God's agenda for the world, beginning from the time of King Nebuchadnezzar, how the Babylonian Empire came and was eventually replaced by the Medo-Persian Empire, which was eventually replaced by the Empire of Greece, which was also eventually replaced by the Empire of Rome, which was the strongest and the longest lasting of all these empires. And also the evolution of the European Union that started as European Economic Community to European, um, a European Common Market to European Economic Community to European Community and now to European Union. And how in the process of that, uh, one of the members decided to go. For those of you who are concerned about this global economic confusion, you ain't seen anything yet. Nigeria owes several billion U.S. dollars. We really don't know the account. They said that in the past two years, we've borrowed more than 10 billion U.S. dollars. So, I don't know. But we have foreign reserves of maybe close to 30 billion U.S. dollars. So, we are not doing badly. There was a time that Poland didn't even have enough money to pay the people who were printing their currency. People print money for you and you can't pay them because you are economically down. There was a time in Germany and that currency was cancelled in 1923. 1923. Inflation was so much that it took a wheelbarrow load of money to buy a loaf of bread and one small piece of butter. So they went like bread, using our own um, naira as an example, costing about one naira to a time that they sold it for one million naira. And one man said that um, 
it continued for a long time that his father, I think it was 19, when was it? I think about 1995, I met a man who met another person who said that his father was 11 years old when they had a family calamity. And that calamity was not that the money was stolen. Because you pushed the money to buy bread and butter. You pushed it on a wheelbarrow to this grocery store. And then when the man is ready to attend to you, he will come outside and then pour the money on a scale. In those days, money was weighed. Not counted. That shows you how bad it was. Though. And he said the calamity was that by the time he got to the Athon and his father came out to have the money weighed, somebody had actually thrown away the money and stolen the wheelbarrow. Which means the means for them to convey the money to the shop the next time was not possible. If you catch what I'm talking about, it is not just hyperinflation. It is astronomical inflation. Where something that used to cost one naira will eventually cost a million or even a hundred million naira. Thank God, because of very stringent economic policies all through the world, it won't get that bad. But economic crisis will continue. Remember what happened to Greece about three years ago. Greece was totally insolvent. A country of how many million people? Maybe 11, maybe 12 or so. Owing 300 billion dollars. They couldn't service it, so they decided to default. Why did the world powers get together to make sure that Greece did not default? Because they realized that if Greece defaulted, there will be a collapse of banking system. And once that happens, there will be a run on the banks. And by the time you know it, the whole world will have to pay for degrees. Who decided to keep chopping and chopping? You know, that's a fine country where you go to a restaurant, they eat fine food, you can have five course, six course, seven course meals. They believe in the enjoyment. So they borrowed until the enjoyment, no fit come again. And then when they wanted to say we can't pay, the world said no, 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 we'll give you money to pay the interest. Nobody is talking of the capital. So global economic situation is horrible. I'm sure that you also know what the oil glut and the reduction in the price of oil has done to the rest of the world. Even Venezuela came to a time where commodities we are not easy to come by. Bread, small things like that. You know, it's amazing that some people buy food in America. Small, small things. Milk. And so on. And send back to their home countries. Package them. Because of hunger and starvation. So, some of these whole things are part of the reason everybody is clamoring for world 
government. So we continue in Matthew from where we stopped yesterday and this morning. Um, I will go ahead and take where we stopped in the morning. Verse 23 of Matthew 24. Then if anyone says to you, look here, here is Christ, or there, do not believe it, for false Christ and false prophet will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Something happened at UNTH before they moved to Ozala. Because of my blood group, which is O negative, which is very rare in this part of the world, I had given my name that anybody who had an accident or was in need of blood, O negative, UNTH should call me and I will go and donate blood. Many years ago, I donated blood on a regular basis to people I have never met. Never met. They would just call me and I would go. And one of those cases, I was just busy being bleeded or bled. And a young lady rushed in and said, Brother Nebo, do you know that the rapture has taken place? That Jesus is somewhere on a hill. You know, I thank God I had a strong, I had a strong heart. I say have one, hopefully. Can you imagine what could have happened to me? And what gave her the effrontery? People will come and tell you all kinds of stories. There was a time after the war that at um, Abafemi Awolowo University, was to, used to be called University of Ife, and even Ibadan sometime, where young brothers and sisters went and were practicing rapture. How do you practice rapture? And they were having jumping up on hills on how they would take off if the rapture if you are a born again Christian, up you go. You don't need to practice it. All kinds of doctrines. All, all kinds of things. And people believe very strongly that so and so will happen. I've told you about those who talk about dates. And how those dates have come and have gone. And still, the Lord has not come. Because I want to tell you something. God is too much. He's going to do it at a time where people least expect. When it is, when Christians have been saying, it will going to happen again. Look at all these things they said will happen. They have happened and he hasn't come. It's not going to happen. And by the time the word leaves your mouth, here he comes and the whole world will see him. The reason is obvious. Even CNN will broadcast that something happened. That aliens have come and taken people away from the earth. That all these troublemakers 
are being evacuated from the world by aliens. And the worldlings will be happy that we have gone. They can now enjoy the world. They will raid our houses. They will cut away whatever they can. Enjoy themselves over all kinds of drinks and whatever. Congratulating themselves that the troublemakers are gone. Because we prick the conscience of the world. We prick the conscience of the world. Many years ago, you know, when the, you know, uh, Asutech, Anambra State University of, of Technology had two campuses, one at Enugu, the other one at Oka. So, because the Faculty of Engineering was split into two, I belonged to one of the faculties that were in Oka for historical reasons. And that is because of the blacksmithing things that went on in Oka from time immemorial. So they felt that the Department of Metallurgical and Materials Engineering should be at Oka. And we lived in a beautiful place provided by the university. And we really enjoyed the place. Thankfully, because of our children, we had been given the ground floor. Four big bedrooms with almost every room and suite. Everything was lovely. In those days when universities were universities. So, we had to hire, and all of us in that complex, we are contributing money to pay a night watchman. Because that was a time that Orca and Amorbia were fighting. And um, if you don't behave yourself and move out at an odd time, and the Amorbia people felt that you were from Orca, or Orca people felt that you were from Amorbia, you may become the sacrifice for that night. That was some um, 30 something years ago. Almost 40 years ago. The night watchman always sang one song whenever he came. And so our children gave him a nickname. Obiarana Obido. Jesus Gabia He didn't have a good voice. So he but the Bible didn't say you must have a good voice. Say make a joyful noise. And at other places say sing unto the Lord. There are two different things. If you can't sing, you can croak. Jesus Gabia our neighbor on the other side of the first floor we shall shut up every night shut up so our children started calling him uncle Shemde hadn't even been weaned from the breast then. He was just a tiny toddler. Now he's a father of two children. It was later we discovered why my neighbor was angry at Uncle Ihem Merunwem. When he was in the university, he was on fire for the Lord. 
By the time he left the university, he backslided. Became a chain smoker and a womanizer and all that. So anytime this man talked about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, his conscience was pricked. He will shout the man down. The next day, Uncle Ihem Meronwen will come. And you knew he had arrived by when you hear, but Jesus got here. Why did I say that? We are the conscience of the world. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And the world may not recognize that. They think we are troublemakers. But when the Lord raptures the church and takes the church away from the world, they will initially rejoice. But the next moment, the wrath of God will be released. And the, and the living will envy the dead. That thing the Bible said that Great men in Revelation, strong men, will go under the rocks in caves and say, Rocks, fall upon us and cover us from the face of him who appears in the sky. That's what is happening. What is Russia or America or China? They are building underground bunkers because of the eventualities they know will definitely happen in the world. So Jesus goes on and to say, Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is here in the desert, do not go. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately, listen to that. After the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. This morning I talked about a phenomenon I'm not able to um, repeat this evening. But I would like you to Google N-I-B-I-R-U. Nibiru. Nibiru planet. Or... Planet X. You can Google it. When it eventually happens, just as the Word of God said, there will be a meteoric shower upon the earth. It's going to draw meteors all around and stone the world in many places with this meteorite. It's going to happen exactly as the Word of God says it will happen. So, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four wings. From one end of the heaven to another. Hallelujah. He will not leave us here. He is coming for us. He is coming to take his church home. This world is not our home. 
It's only when they compel me. Many forms I have filled up to even after when I was going to be a vice chancellor the first time, the second time, and when I, went, I was called for screening to be a minister, that, that was the one they said I must change my permanent address. I used to write, you know, residential address, I will give them address. You know, official address, I will give. Anywhere they wrote permanent home address, I used to write heaven. So they told me there that um, they couldn't access heaven if they wanted to reach me. So I had to change heaven to a permanent home address somewhere on earth. This world is not our home. We shouldn't actually be too comfortable here. Some of us have become so comfortable in the world that we are afraid that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will disrupt our plans, will spoil things for us. Whereas he's supposed to make us come to him in glory. And when God, you know, how many of you know about that tallest building in the world in Dubai? How many of you saw the Christmas celebration, the fireworks? From that building on Christmas Day. How many of you? You couldn't think of a more beautiful thing on earth. And yet we are told in First Corinthians 2 and 9. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Nor has it entered into the mind of man. What God has prepared for those who love him. So whatever mansion you see here on earth is like a beggar's palace compared to what God has prepared for his people. Why must we then not cast our anchor upon the solid rock, Jesus Christ? A bishop was telling me many years ago that... um, his parishioner had a dream that she died and went to heaven. And um, when she got to heaven, they gave her a key. Of course, you know there is nothing like cars in heaven. They gave her a car key. She looked at it, they showed her the car, and it was a Volkswagen. She couldn't believe it. Because a minute before then, she saw her own driver in a Mercedes-Benz car. And she told whoever was giving her the That's my driver. He just passed. How can my driver own a Mercedes-Benz and I have a Volkswagen in heaven? And she was busy in that same dream, complaining. She saw her pastor on a bicycle. (laughs) By then, the bishop told me his heart was pounding. Because what if he saw him on (laughs) legadis? Thankfully, that's how the story ended. She didn't dream of what the bishop had there. But you know God... 
God has ways of teaching us in a language we understand. When God showed Nebuchadnezzar the kingdoms of this world, he gave the kingdoms in an elegant way. Head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, abdomen and thighs of bronze, leg of iron, feet a mixture of iron and clay, a humongous figure, elegant to behold. That was to a worldly king who thought that all authority, all power was glamorous, was beautiful, was elegant. But in chapter 7 of the same Daniel, when God wanted to show the kingdoms of this world to his own servant, he showed Daniel that the kingdoms were represented by what? Beasts. So God speaks to us in a language we understand. And that is why we must not think that same thing applies to everybody with some days. For instance, the way I'm speaking here is not the way I'm going to speak in a way to market or the way I'm going to speak in a police college or the way I'm going to speak in a motorcar park where thousands are all over the place. No. You have to contextualize the message. And that is why God contextualized salvation by sending the Lord Jesus Christ to come on into the world be born of a woman, eventually pass through the world the way we all are, live in the world with us, suffer pain with us, be crucified on the cross, bear the whole pain without any anesthesis to dull the pain in a most torturous death. Death on the cross. So that we will learn from him. So Jesus continues. He says, he will gather his elect. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When his branch, branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the door. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation by no means will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The generation that will witness all these things happening, especially the fig tree, and the fig tree, the entire de depiction of the fig tree in the Bible is Israel. And that was what gave Ironside, Dr. Ironside and Dr. Schofield the impetus to stand firm that Jesus was not going to come until Israel became a country again. And by the grace of God, Israel became a country again on May the 14th, 1948. And the generation that sees all these things happening and all these catastrophes, all these cosmological events that are coming in alarming rates and so on, will not pass away till all these things are fulfilled. The fig tree. Learn about the fig tree. But of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. 
For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and did not know, until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know at what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief will come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready. Prepare to meet your God. You also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. He's coming. But are you ready? Lots of things are happening. We talked about some of it. Signs and tribulations. But let's read some other places. Turn to Second Timothy chapter 3. Because I want to look at this before we now begin to talk about current events. Second Timothy chapter 3. And we will take the first five verses. Second Timothy 3. Beginning at verse 1. But know this. That in the last days. Perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. If you look at what is happening today, you will see the fulfillment of all of this. You know, I've seen so much. When I was Dean of Student Affairs at the old Astrotech, or just beginning a suit at the creation of Enugu State and Anambra State, splitting of Anambra State, something happened. I saw hell. What the cultists did in universities. The brutality that these young men were enmeshed in. In a cult war in those days, in one university, sometimes 10 people are killed. Sometimes 15 people are killed. Sometimes 19, 20 people are killed in one cult war. At Asutek Esut. A 
I was startled. Occasionally, when they would shoot, one, the one particular one, I wept. One of the most handsome boys you could see anywhere on earth. Yeah, they just brought... And what made me weep wasn't just that, only that they shot him and killed him. It was the way. I didn't know that was how um, those people who handle cops, handle cops. I thought you treated cops with dignity. I didn't know that what you did with corpses was you just pulled them from the moon, boom, on the floor, like a log of wood. And I wept. Near, not on Asata, that close place to, close to the gate of Queen School. They pursued one of them after they had exhausted their bullets. And when he fell down, they took a mighty piece of rock, bashed on the head. And immediately, he couldn't really get up from that. They took their short axe, broke his skull, took their hand, brought the brain, the gray matter, and splashed it on the main road. These are human beings. Animals don't do it to their fellow animals. They don't do it to their kind. They only kill other animals, not of their kind, to eat and live. You saw the way, uh, there was one time they came and reported. That, and it was when I became DVC, I said, no more shutting of the university because of cult wars. One particular case, they were taking an exam. And this young man just came with a pistol and shot the target. Immediately, he shot and the blood went like this. A pregnant student collapsed. These are our own children. A woman was warned. If you don't produce your son, we will kill you when we come back. Yes, it happened. They came back. Where is your son? He was not there. They shot and killed her. That was why I dedicated a lot of that time to renunciation of cultism. And by the grace of God, when I became Vice Chancellor of University of Nigeria and Soka, I started this thing they called post-UME or post-UTME exams. You know, that's what claimed the universities. Refraps, animals, who we are not qualified, will buy grades from them. Jamba has changed a lot. I must give them credit for that. In fact, most of the recent exams, you see a positive correlation. It used to be a negative correlation before. You score 311 in Jamba and come to take the post-UTME and score 50 over 400. After paying 200,000 Naira to Jamba to give you 300 and something, come and do medicine. And you get there, you don't know the spelling of your name. In fact, one person that came to beg me for admission did not remember that the picture that was there was the picture of a boy. And you are a girl. So I said, which one are you? The boy on this picture or the girl that is in front of me? Or about an archdeacon who brought the son to me. And this boy scored over 300. And this boy couldn't make a complete sentence in English. And the reason they came to me, he failed the post-UTME exam. I know they fought me then. National Assembly, jump. Immediately we did it. Uniben, my friend, Professor Wanze of Uniben did it. Ibadodi, Lagos, Ife. All the universities started. And when they say we must stop, 
I told the minister of education, thank God for that woman, great woman. Obaji, she Obaji. She supported us 100%. I said, if you want my resignation letter, I'll give it to you. But I won't stop it. That will clean the universities. At UNN, if you were remotely associated with cultism, you are rusticated. My register told me, because he was a lawyer. No, no, no. You see, let's go through the... What process? That's why five years, no cult war at UNN. Five years. We restored the calendar. Five years, no strike by ASO at UNN. All the national strikes, my uni- the UNN did not take part. Five years, Sanu did not go on strike. Five years, Nasu did not go on strike. All because of the glory of God, not me. Because I know whom I believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which is committed to him against that day. And I was not afraid. Because what some VCs do is to call these cultists and bribe them to keep peace. I declared zero tolerance. Why am I going through this? Brute beasts. Animals. We call them children. Animals. The Bible says, For men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, etc., without self-control, brutal. That's what we see all over. You can imagine ISIS, Boko Haram, Fulani Hersmen. They will take knives. How many of you saw that vid- video? In which they were literally using knife to cut people. That they beheaded people. They used their leg. Kicked the headless body into the ditch. They called the next person. They would lie down and use knife to cut. I couldn't watch these things. Because it is utterly repugnant. Distasteful. Reprehensible. Unconscionable. But people are doing it. ISIS, Boko Haram. I'm sure that you know that the world today, they say the number one terrorist group in the world is what? Uh, is it Al-Qaeda? Is it ISIS? No. Boko Haram. Number two, ISIS. Number three, Al-Qaeda and others. And number four, Fulani Hersmen. So Nigeria were first, were fought in terrorism in the world. Brutal. So that's about what we see in this place. Then the rise of when the Satanism. I'm sorry we don't have that time to cover. But if I gave you a picture of the New Age movement, a teaching on their teachings and beliefs, and that of the Illuminati, and that of the um, Freemasons, that is like the grandparents of all of this, you will be stunned. 
these are just satanists in different cloaks. I'm sure you know there was a time that priests who preached against satanism in some places were punished for it. Priests who preached against Freemasonry. But there was a particular priest who, the day he preached against Freemasons in All Saints Church, over 20 Freemasons called the Addicate and said, you must stop this young man or we will not support your church again. And unfortunately, the young man was invited to come and apologize to Freemasons. When he got there, God gave him boldness. He said, in all the things I said, I always quoted Professor Nebo. I wasn't even a professor then, just Reverend Dr. Nebo. I didn't say I said. I was quoting Nebo. So why did you people report me and not Nebo? Everyone I said, I said, according to Professor Nebo, this is what happened. According to Professor Nebo, why did you not catch him when he was the one preaching? Why are you looking at me? And they promised that man when he refused to apologize that he would never become, he would never be preferred. He would never be promoted. They promised him. Soon after that, his son died. I'm not saying something that happened far away. I'm talking of Enugu here. The same young man eventually became a canon. The same young man eventually became an advocate. And the same young man is the bishop of my home diocese today. A man who was promised for refusing to align with Satan, you will never be promoted. He's a bishop today to the glory of God. I'm not telling you fairy tales. You can go and talk to him. Ask him. His son had to die. Mysteriously. Well, we don't have that time. I'm only saying this so that you'll beware. You'll beware. All that glitters is not gold. It's true they have quieted because we hit them hard. We didn't mince words. We told them that this was a satanic movement. And thankfully, many of them, I must assure you, repented and committed their life to Jesus. Many of them. So you don't hear much about Freemasonry anymore. They are still there, but in the Anglican communion, it's like they have been crushed. They don't raise their voices again. God has raised up others to support his church. Hallelujah. We've talked about a cashless society just in passing. Very deafening calls for the new world order. Look at terrorism, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Boko Haram, Fulani Hellsmen, all of them, all over. Look at what terrorists have done in the world. You remember what happened in Paris? November the 13th. I think it was 2015. How many people died? 130. What were they doing? In a dance hall. 
What song were they dancing to? You know the title of the song? The name of the brand, of the musical band. You know their name? These are people who are pure satanists. And they call them themselves agents of hell. You know the song they were dancing to when that attack came? I will read quote the song. Who will love the devil? Who will sing his song? Who will love the devil and sing his song? The refrain. I will love the devil. I will sing his song. I will love the devil and sing his songs. As they were dancing, they were making signs of Lucifer and so on. Stanza 2. Who will love the devil? No, who will kiss the devil? Who will kiss him? Who will kiss the devil on his tongue? The refrain. I will love the devil. I will kiss the devil. I will kiss the devil on his tongue. Then, terrorists came. And apparently the devil said, My children, thank you for offering to kiss me. Now, come up hither into hell. And we will finish the kissing business. 130 died on the spot. Blood sacrifice for Satan. Not one of the band members died. Not one. Not one of those playing was shot. Could it be that as Satanists, they came to reap a harvest for their master? Google it. I'm not making these things up. Google it with their song. Which they said because of that thing that happened in Paris. That they were going to make it number one song in the world. Agents of death metal. That's what they call them. Angels of death metal song. I know the death metal thing now. Look at how many people Boko Haram has killed. In USA, remember the one that happened in Orlando last year? It was a homosexual bar. And a fellow homosexual terrorist. An Islamic extremist. Nobody knows what happened. And he went there and mowed down 49 people. Dead like that. They were doing their thing. We are not even talking of 9-11. We are 3,000 people we are killed. Bangladesh, 20 people, all of them foreigners. Baghdad of the um, uh, July last year was 80 people killed. We are not talking of the Nigerian headsmen, just to mention very few. What did the Lord say about his people, the church and Israel? He said, every nation will hate you. You see the wave of anti-Semitism. The Jews are the Semites. 
and the wave of anti-Semitism that caused Hitler to kill 6 million Jews in cold blood during the Second World War. And that's why the uh, president, Ahmadinejad, then of Iran, said that it didn't happen. That shows you how these people think. And these are people who say that America is the great devil. And yet Obama had the guts to arrange to work with them so that they will not produce nuclear weapons. Meanwhile, you heard what happened last week. They tested some missiles. Have you not been so? After giving them $150 billion worth of goodies. They are about to destroy America and yet Obama supported them. I don't understand what has been happening. You know, to, for the avoidance of doubt, for those who feel because of the way I've portrayed what's happening in America that Trump is an angel, he's not. In fact, he should be watched too. Because nobody knows where he's coming from. Nobody knows his heart. The important thing is that he, is, he has promised to allow Christians to continue to grow and do their things. And that's good enough for us. Rather than a place where you are embarrassed to say I am a Christian because you could be punished or penalized for saying that you are a Christian in America. He stopped all that and we are grateful for that. But we can't say that this man will solve America's problem. I tell you, America's problems cannot be solved until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Neither can the world problems be solved. Until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Things are going to get worse and worse. We do not have what it takes to solve these problems. Only the coming of the Lord. And for those of you thinking that the world will get better and better. Before the coming of the Lord though. We Christians. God is going to continue to bless us. If bread costs 1,000 naira. He will give us money to buy it. If Gary is 500 naira a cup. He will give us money to buy it. He will continue to provide for us. But don't think that the world is going to get better. It's not going to get better. Things are going to get rougher and rougher until the time of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So let's not join the group of people who are preaching prosperity morning, afternoon and night and uh, everything is going to be alright and they are not going to be suffering. And he said... Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed in the morning, noon, and night. What of Abraham's sufferings? What of his long suffering? What of his patience? We don't want to claim any of that. We only want the blessing. Let's remember, we might suffer. When I was in secondary school, the first time we started talking about Jesus, it wasn't easy. They called us Jew men. The girls who repented, they call them holy wedgers. The boys were gaggles and guys, and we were Jew men. We thank God that there came a time when the best students in the class were Jew men, the sportsmen of the school were Jew men, and the top ranked students all around were Jew men. Those of us who took secondary school, uh, took school certificate exam in four years instead of five. In our penultimate years, I was in class 3A. From class 3A, we went to lower five, not class five. So that 
those in class 4 went to class 5 and those of us, the top students, 30 who were chosen from the different classes took school certificates in 4 years. That's what they do in 6 years now. And I don't think any of us made Division 2. Everyone was Division 1 or Distinction. When we took that penultimate exam to go to lower 5 or class 5, they gave us the same exam with class 4 students. And to the confusion of most people, out of the top top 10 positions, 9 of us were born again Christians. A classmate came and asked me, Neville, does, does Jesus reveal, does he show you people what will come in the exam? How how? How come? Look at it. Nine out of ten. Top. Born again. Jew men. Where were the guys and Gayoyos? Where were they? So it wasn't always easy. Now when they found out that we could not be daunted, many of them started giving their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it became unfashionable not to be a born-again Christian. We still have a few who are not born-again. Who have... And a few who have walked away. But many remain Christians to the glory of God. Hallelujah. So, all these things, anti-Semitism. Not just us, the church. But also Israel. How many of you have heard that Jews are leaving many parts of Europe and going back to Israel recently? How many of you realize that even recently Ethiopian Jews are still being evacuated into Israel because of persecution? Do you remember what happened on the 23rd of December 2016, less than two months ago, when in the final destructive act, President Obama arranged for United Nations to sanction Israel and the United Nations voted that Jerusalem, all that west part of Jerusalem, does not belong to Israel, that Israel was in error, occupying land that didn't belong to them. How many of you heard that? That was Obama's parting gift to Israel. Monumental betrayal. And he made sure it happened before Trump came. Because Trump would never have allowed that to happen. Normally, if there was anything against Israel, U.S. would veto it. Whether it was a Democratic president or a Republican president, Israel was always their friend. The only democracy in that whole area. And yet, Obama had the satanic effrontery to betray Israel. Forgetting that Jesus, the Lord, the, the Lord of the scriptures said, Whoever loves you, I will love. Whoever hates you, I will hate. Those who fight you, I will fight. For he that touches you, touches what? The apple of my eyes. Israel is in disobedience, no doubt. Israel is not a Christian country, yes. But these are a covenant people of God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
this God said, these are my people. Who are you to query him? Who are you? What do you know? Look at the tiny brain God has given us and we make noise. A brain that doesn't weigh up to one kilogram. Peanuts. You will hear name noise against the creator of the universe. You want to query him? You want to ask him questions? What will you ask him? See what answers he gave to Job. Or questions he asked Job. Who is this man that darkens knowledge with empty words? And a righteous man, holy man, at the end of it all, when after the discourse with God, he said, My ears have heard of you. Now my eyes have seen you. And because I am nothing, I repent in dust and ashes. And then we think we know something. Who are you? Remember when I was a child in secondary school? How many of you read Holderness and Lambert? Oh, these you people are too young. Just a few of us here. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that chemistry textbook. We knew everything there. From page 1 to page 9. To page Kulidim. We could even put the page on which that formula is written. And our tutor will come in and brag. Oh, yeah. All your knowledge of chemistry can be contained in a teaspoon. One day we summoned the courage and said, Sir, but what about your own? He brought down his binoculars, as we called it. Mischievous boy. Mine might fill a teacup. The whole universe is chemistry of God. And the whole knowledge each of us has is only a teaspoon, or at best, a teacup. You know, after Holderness and Lambert, believe you me, I never believed there was any other chemistry in this world. Abba! I got to university first year, and they hit me with chemistry again. Uh-uh. I thought I knew everything. The higher you go, the cooler it becomes. The more you learn, the more you realize that you know very little. As a bachelor, you have a batch of knowledge. As a master's, you have a mastery of a small point. As a doctor of philosophy, you doctor only one pin, pinhead of knowledge. And there is a universe of knowledge out there, known only to him. Look at scientists. Scientists, they've gone to the moon. They go and get pictures of Mars. They go and get of Jupiter. They know what is happening in the solar system. They tell you the distance to uh, the center of our galaxy. They tell you the whole expanding universe. But, common cold, Qatar, Azuzu, they can't cure. If you get Qatar, if you go to a doctor, it will go in two weeks. If you don't go to a doctor, it will go in 14 days. It depends on the one you like. We can't cure it. Ordinary cancer. Sales. People, they go moon, they come back. You can't cure cancer. You can't cure small ailments, diabetes, ravaging everybody. 
Look at ordinary one tiny animal that is not as heavy as one hair. You call that animal Mr. or King Mosquito. And he bites you. One tiny thing like that. Before you know it, there are millions of parasites roaming in your body. And you become very sick. And they cannot cure, they can't find a vaccine to stop it. Even though last week they announced that they've come close to getting a vaccine for malaria. And we are thankful to God for that. When I was vice chancellor, I got aid for the first time because uh, U.S. AID doesn't like supporting people in sciences. They support mostly for liberal arts so that you won't go and compete with them. But because they really, I co- we cooperated together with them. They visited me a couple of times at UNN. They agreed to fund and sponsor, and they did for one full year, two professors that I gave to them to teach them how to do vaccines. Now, you look around, man's knowledge is finite. Israel has been betrayed. On the 15th of January, 70 nations met together and they decided that Israel must stop any building of territories or expansion in Jerusalem. We talked about all these things. Did Israel agree? What do you think will happen as a result? The whole world will go to war against Israel. Exactly as the Bible said. They are ready. They are preparing. It will happen. Brethren, it is time to seek the Lord. Global cataclysms, we've talked about earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, killing in hundreds of thousands. The church is asleep. The devil is fanning us with the message of materialism, prosperity, this and that. The primate was one preaching and he said he was surprised. People, we are... You know, a man of God finished preaching a sermon. I mean, was them praying. And he said, you will travel in peace. Amen. You will, God will give you good health. Amen. God will give you this. Amen. God will prosper all of you. And you will get more Amen. That's the one people care for. Money. And in our land, Igbo land, it's almost the, the story. You, a man was asking many, many years ago. I think he asked um, his Mwanazu for Afia, apprentice, somebody that going tutelage under him. I think he asked him something like 20 minus 30 or something like that. I don't remember the words he used. The boy started looking for calculator. I said, get 20 minus 30. I said, because now I can't wait a calculator. I said, 20, I mean, uh, 30, uh, 50 minus 30. I said, I calculator. I said, I get 50 naira minus 30 naira. I said, not 20 naira. No. Because if it's not naira nice, the mathematics are correct. 
Ige tinye naira ko we ota Nomba ke go kadite nobo Owe kick start ya brain ye Go we jena the right direction Money, money, materialism It's all over And yet the church is asleep Let me quickly go through something that Jonathan Kahn Who is a Jewish rabbi discovered. He wrote The Harbinger. How many of you have read the book The Harbinger? Please Google it and see if you can find an electronic copy. How many of you have read The Secrets of the Shemitah? Nobody. Okay. Try to Google these things. It showed the seven year cycles of God's visitation because in Israel in those days God said because he created the world in six days, the seventh day is supposed to be a time of rest. And at the seventh day, there was supposed to be a level of forgiveness of debt. A rest for the people of God. And when the people refused to do that, he punished them. But if God saw that they did it, he gave them so much increase the sixth year. That they would not need to farm the seventh year. It allowed nature to recoup and to revive. So he now saw that even in global economic circles, that the secrets of Shemitah also works. So many things. And I don't really have all the time in the world to begin to mention them, but they talked about 1901 to 1902 which was a time of the Shemitah, seven-year cycle, world depression. The market lost 46% of its value. Another Shemitah was in 1916. There was a stock market, 1916, 1917. In 1908-1909, not much was recorded. But in 1916-17, the stock market crashed. And there was the Balfour Declaration that Israel can settle in Palestine. 23-24, not much measurable. But the next meter, 30-31, was the Great Depression. 37-80, I mean 37-38, the next meter, recession of the Great Depression. Hitler seizes Austria. Hitler invades Poland. Hitler invalidates all the passports owned by Jews. And Hitler begins the genocide against the Jews. The next meter was 1944-45. World War II ends and atomic age begins. And then of course in 1948, May 14th, Israel was born. The next meter was actually after 44-45, was 51-52, not much. But in 58-59, European Commodity Market was born, which was the time of the Shemitah. 65-66-67, Jerusalem was captured in the war. And that was at the Jubilee of the Balfour Declaration. 72-73, another Shemitah, the crash of multiple crises as they come in, and the Yom Kippur War. And then 79-80, market crash again. And there are so many of them, up to 2000-2001, market collapse. And 9-11 occurred around that time of 2001. I was actually, I had just returned from being a Fulbright scholar. And I came back with my wife and sweetheart a few days before 9-11 occurred. 
It was devastating. And the airport, Logan Airport, that we came back from, Boston, was where they hijacked two of the planes they used in causing that mayhem in America. We just missed that and God saved us by a few days. 2007-2008, market crash again. 2014-2015, another Schmitter, four blood moons, market crash. And what I call, what many people did not see. You know, when they said that Pope Francis was going to address the United Nations in 2015, I was very suspicious. This man doesn't believe there is a hell. This man doesn't believe anybody will be sent to hell. This man doesn't believe that Jesus is the only way. In fact, many Roman Catholics see him as the Antichrist. But I don't believe he's the Antichrist. He addressed the U.S. Congress on the 23rd, I think, of September 2015 at the fullness of the tetrad of the blood moons. Immediately I felt this man must be the false prophet who will walk hand in gloves with the Antichrist. We don't know who the Antichrist is, but it's almost certain that the present Pope might be the false prophet that will walk with the Antichrist. We'll keep watching. Because everything that man has done is promote globalist agenda. And he is walking hand in hand with the enemies of Jesus Christ. He has set up a mysteries, and I don't want to go into details of this, in places you would not expect. This is the man who might be, and I believe verily, that the end of that blood moon phenomenon was not just empty. That something significant, significant happened and he might be the one. In the morning I talked about that Indonesian earthquake. Do we now have a geophysicist? Any geophysicist or geologist among us here? Because I don't remember and I forgot to Google it up to find out whether there are 27 plates, uh, plate tectonics that hold the world together or 29. I've forgotten. Long time I learned about that. But the Indonesia earthquake of April 11, 2012, one tectonic plane was shattered into two, divided into two. So the main foundation holding the world together, part of it has cracked and separated, forming two tectonic plates instead of one tectonic plate. And that's a massive thing to happen to the world. So, January 15th, let, let's now think of it. In 1897, something happened. There was a convocation of Jewish patriots all over the world. They came together in Europe to plan on strategy to go back to their promised land. It did not happen. Twenty years later, in 1917, 
the Balfour Declaration was issued. Where Britain now said that yes, Israel can get a home in Palestine. And eventually, at the war, when the Ottoman Empire was defeated and Britain captured Jerusalem and Israel, the whole area called Israel, the general who led the army said he will not enter the holy city on his horse. That if Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a horse, he will not do it. He chose to walk. Because he felt he was nothing to be compared with Jesus Christ. So he walked into Jerusalem. And that was how this whole area was delivered from the Ottoman Empire. But unfortunately, Britain started giving the Arabs a humongous area. And only an insignificantly small part was apportioned to the Jews. I don't want to go into the mathematics or calculations. We have figures, but no, you don't need it. But I promised I was going to share something concerning this war that is coming. There will be third world war. There's no doubt about it. What we don't know is, is the Lord going to come before it or is it going to be after it? But there is something that they discovered and they call it electromotive pulse attack, EMP attack. You know how the United States is today? U.S. has over 55,000 major um, transmission substations. If attackers just target these substations and brought them down, they will shut down light in a huge part of America. There will be no power. Nobody will be shot. Nobody will be killed. Only knocking off. And believe you me, this can also be done electronically now. Is that not possible? Hack into the system, confuse the system, shut down the system. Without firing a single bullet, without firing a bomb, without any grenade, without any arsenal, you can break into the security system of this transmission substation, shut them down. When it happens, there will be no power. If there is no power, will there be refrigeration? Will there be refrigeration? Will there be freezing? Will air conditioners work? All those are gone. If there is no power, can hospitals work? Can any hospital equipment work without power? Can drugs be conserved or kept safe without electricity? What about the consumables? Can they stay fresh at temperatures too high? What will happen to all the medications in the hospital? Useless. What will happen to all the equipments in the hospital? Dysfunctional. What will happen to all the vaccines? Useless. Expired. The health of all the people will be threatened. No power. 
What will happen to the life support systems? Dead. No emergency system. No critical care place. What about sanitation? Will water ever be pumped? No. Without water, can people survive? No. How many streams can people go to fetch water in America or anywhere? You know, sometimes Africans, you don't know what God has done to us and for us. The kind of humility we have. If Americans drink the kind of water we drink, they will die. And for us too, if we go and eat from the garbage, as madmen and women go and pick things from the garbage and eat, you will have cholera, you will have typhoid, you will have problems, and you will die. Now, without power, no water, no drinking water, no water to bathe, that is when because when they don't take their bath, you know what happens? You can't flush your toilet, you can't wash your clothes, and pets cannot be taken care of. What will happen to transportation? Can anybody pump the gas, or pump the diesel, or pump the petrol? No, there's no power to do that. So, electromotive pulse attack can render a, an entire community useless. No fuel, no energy, and no pumping of fuel. Therefore, no transport by air, no transportation by sea, no transportation by land. What will happen to food? Any preservation? Gone. So, any food supply you have, when the ones in your refrigerator all defrosted within one day, and they are gone, and you join them to loot all the big shops around, and all the grocery in the shops are looted, because hunger will make people looters. Within a week, all the food in every community, gone. No water. To drink. To take a bath. No food. To eat. <coughs> Confusion. All over the place. No processing of food. No irrigation. The farms will all go bonkers as well. What about shopping? Looting and confusion. And supplies will all run out in a day or two. What about communication? You can't even know how your children or other ways are going because you can't charge your phone. No internet. No telephone calls. Nothing like that. You can't even charge anything. And if you're on chemotherapy, dialysis, intensive care unit, name it, you are gone. No television, no radio, because they can't transmit. That's why they said that they can kill scores of millions of Americans within a month if they use an EMP instead of a nuclear attack. And you know it will be worse in Europe because the population density of Europe is, is more than that of the U.S. When I talked about this two years ago, people didn't know how serious until when eventually CIA said that Iran was planning possibility of an EMP attack on America. 
these things are possible. How do we solve the problem in our own locality? If possible, start getting some solar cells that can be assembled to cool a refrigerator. The problem is, over here, we might be a little freer because we are used to lack of electricity. So, if everybody goes to the village, but then how do you guarantee that the insulin or the medications you need for all kinds of ailments that we are managing, that they will be fresh when they arrive at your doors. So these are things that are possible. And these are things that the world may eventually get into. And in order to tell us, I mean to show us that we have no luxury to accept the mark of the beast, because when they will insist that before you can get anything, before you can get paid your salary, before you can get treatment in the hospital, before you can buy anything from any store, before you can open a bank account, that you must have the mark of the beast. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 13. We will read 16 to 18. And then chapter 14 from 9 to 13. Revelation 13, 16. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You either have the mark, the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, of a man. His number is 666 or 666. Chapter 14 verse 9. Then a third angel followed them saying with a loud voice. If anyone worships the beast and his image. And receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a loud voice from heaven saying to me, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Hallelujah.
to die in Christ is unbeatable. When we were young, in the days of our scripture union in the early 70s, we used to sing, in all image Jesus, one image Jesus, come on, Obuya, come on. In all image Jesus, one image Jesus, come on, Obuya, come on. This present generation has changed it too. They don't even talk of one image Jesus because they don't think anybody should be dying. When we were young also, we used to say, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You take the whole world. But give me Jesus. I won't turn back. No. I won't turn back. In 1985. Thereabout. Another doctrine came. And brethren started teaching. How can you tell the devil to take the whole world? I now Bible now see equensu wero wani ne wero wom Jesus. Keki ge si si equensu ya welunke. Tell the devil that we will negotiate the world with him. The word of God says it is not so. You can't snatch the world away from the devil. This is our father's world. He will bless us. He will give us ingenuity. Ingenuity. To make us more than conquerors in this world. But the world doesn't belong to us. Jesus says you are in the world. But not of the world. There is a tension. Tension. Between being in the world. Not being of the world. The world does not own us. We belong to Jesus. And because there is a thought between heaven and earth. We are constantly under tension. But I ask you brethren. When has the church done the greatest missionary and evangelical endeavors? Is it when there was peace? No. When there is a lot of suffering. We are often at ease in Zion. And when God realizes that we become so comfortable, He allows us to be struck and to be startled awoke so that we will get up and be all we ought to be for him. And they were complaining. Jesus. And people said, No, somebody wrote a book uh, titled The Devil's Share. I didn't read that book, but I was I just laughed over the title. Why do we think? That we belong to this world. We don't. We belong to him. He will give us the world. No doubt. Because he says seek ye the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. 
And all these things shall be added unto you. Some of us, in all humility, I say that God has been exceptionally gracious to me. What I found out ever since I started serving him. Because I do not have the attitude of mongering, as they call it in Africa in those days. Or lobbying, as they call it in the political realm. Or scheming, as the worldlings often say. I never scheme for a job. I never lobby for a job. I never go licking people's boots all over, looking for something. When people are abused, fighting over a particular position and injuring themselves, giving themselves batteries and wounds over it, God will wait for them. The moment they exhaust their thing, their power, God will say, Mwam chinedu, I have been so graciously taken care of by God. I realize I'm totally undeserving. Totally unworthy. But because I have that childlike faith. That one he says is better. And I just go about my business. Serving him of course. Wherever I am. When I was an undergraduate, people thought I was studying theology. They didn't know I was an engineering student. It is time to seek the Lord. It is time to prepare to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you preparing? What are those things that bog you down? It is time to ask God, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me through and through with the blood of Jesus Christ. When a child is walking, that child may stumble and fall. But the good thing about children, they always get up until their feet are strong. They don't get discouraged. Oh, I may say now, I will never change my ways, I will never do this. No, get up! Wipe up the dead! Through the blood of Jesus Christ. And continue to move. To the glory of God. He said whoever comes to me. I will what? Never cast out. Never cast out. And an area. That is crucial for us. Never to forget. Is he says. Whoever. Takes the mark of the beast. Will burn forever and ever. We are. In hellfire. In hellfire. Why would you take the mark of the beast? As convenient as it is. As eventually socially acceptable as it is. When you look at bio, you know, biochips that have been, uh, you know, produced. You will even see where people gleefully with happiness allow themselves to be injected at the back of their hands. Do they know what is going to happen to them? Apparently not. But look at what will happen to those who take the mark of the beast. Revelation chapter 16 beginning at verse 1. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. 
Remember the seven seals. We are seven seals. The seventh seal, the seventh, started the seventh trumpet. At the end of the sixth trumpet, the seventh trumpet was the beginning of the seven bulls. The part that those who rejected Jesus will experience. Let me tell you, brethren, the worst thing you can do to yourself is not to give your life to Jesus Christ. When the rapture has taken place, you will forever regret. Some people are saying there will be tribulation sense. Maybe, maybe God in his infinite mercy might allow that. I don't know. Some people are saying that people will then have to pay with their own blood. But it's impossible. Can your blood buy salvation? You remember that song. What shall wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What will make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not your own blood. Why take the risk? Some people say, what if there is no heaven? If you die and open your eye and there is no heaven, have you lost anything? But what if there is heaven and you die never prepared and you open your eyes in hell? You have lost what? Everything. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. The word says those who take the mark of the beast will encounter the wrath of God undiluted. We used to talk about concentrated sulfuric acid in those days. Conk. Conk. Several molar or normals. Concentrated punishment from God. Because he gave them an opportunity and they said, No, we will not receive your word. We don't care. Some by their attitudes. Some by their leanings. Some by their stubbornness. Plain stubbornness. They refused to give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Tomorrow we will talk about the Antichrist and the mass delusion. But before then, I'll give you a bird's eye view. Where you come and you see people believing a lie. Haba, you know what it means to believe a lie? Is there no truth for people to believe in? Why is it so comfortable? So convenient? 
for people to believe the wrong things. People ask you not to read the word of God. And you agree. Eh, it's for special people to read it. People tell you you can go to heaven by being a good man or a good woman. And you agree. And God says, Jesus himself said, John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. And you feel that with this peanut brain you have, you can argue with God and say, I've been a good man. I ask people, for instance, you go and see Julius Berger people walking, and you go and give yourself to them. Every day you are hauling concrete, working hard, doing everything. At the end of the month, people are being paid salary. And you come and say, where is my salary? And they say, your name is not in the book. You were never employed. And you say, but all of you saw me work. They say, yes, you work. But there is no, nothing here to show that you belong to this company. Why are you working outside of Christ? When all you need is to say yes to him. So that you become his child. I have not seen the child of any governor called his father governor. It's always what? Daddy. In fact, many years ago, you know, we have one of those... After this afternoon session, morning afternoon session, I went to visit him in secondary school. For those of you who think I didn't finish having children long enough, I did. But this one is Atwanya. So he came 19 years after his immediate elder one. When he was five years old, we were at UNN. I was vice chancellor. Woke up one day, Daddy, Daddy, that match between Chelsea and Man U yesterday, what we are discussed. I told him, I don't know. Why am I, how am I supposed to know? He said, who won? I said, how am I supposed to? I don't know who won. He said, ahead. You call yourself a professor and you don't know who won the match between Man U and Chelsea. Five year old. I told him, a professor... He's not supposed to know this thing. He said, you are a professor. A professor is supposed to know everything. I said, why? He said, because I know everything. Five year old knows what? Everything. At that age. But unfortunately, some of us behave that way toward God. You know, we become special advisors of God. Special assistants of God. Senior special advisors of God. We want to tell him how to do his business. He's given us the business he wants us to do. And we continue to do our own business. The Lord God of hosts will not play second fiddle in any world. In anyone's life. He is the one who is number one? 
The one who must be. And there is no room for anyone else in our lives. So we are thinking, and by the way, so that you won't say I haven't read that up. How many of you have learned about the possible constellation imagery in the Milky Way galaxy and others that will fulfill Revelation chapter 12. How many of you have read about it? Anybody? I just want to mention that to let you know that that's a possibility. But my problem with that stance, as an academic, I want to be honest, that I'm not so sure that every zodiac sign can be interpreted to mean scriptural things. But again, when the Lord Jesus Christ was born, it was zodiac, zodiac signs that led the wise men to his place of birth. Is that not true? So, read about these constellations. What's going to happen to Jupiter? That they said went into the womb of Virgo on the 23rd of December. And as it went, it's like that woman who was with child in Revelation chapter 12. And Jupiter is going to stay there in the so-called womb of Virgo. And on the 23rd of September, Jupiter will come out. And people are suspecting that it is even possible that it is at that time that the monumental humongous damage of planet X of Nibiru who would have trying to go close to about 20 million miles away from the earth, might trigger off cosmological events that might create the greatest mayhem on earth than anybody had ever known. We don't know. But it's just to let you know that these things are out there in the YouTube, in the internet, for those who are interested to read about them. The important thing is that I want to take the word of God as literary as possible before I begin to interpose zodiac signs or anything else on them. But so many things are pointing to cataclysmic events around September this year that many are thinking that might even be, be the midpoint of the tribulation that we herald the wrath of God. And all of us know that before the wrath of God happens, the church would have been lifted up. I'm not saying it's going to happen before that day. I'm not quoting any date. But it's better to prepare to meet your God. Because if you don't prepare, it will be done too late. Your assignment is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Because that's going to be our major emphasis tomorrow. About the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus promised in 20, uh, Revelation 22, 12 to 14, He's coming back again. Matthew 24, 29 to 31, He said, I'm coming back again. First Thessalonians 4, I think it's important for us to read that because to talk about the second coming without mentioning second, I mean first Thessalonians chapter four, and that before we go to chapter, uh, the second Thessalonians tomorrow. 
First Thessalonians chapter 4, by the way. Let's look at that. I think it's something that we need to look at. Verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are falling asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who are asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. This is a time for us to take these words seriously. Prepare to meet your God. We want to pray. I would like to give opportunity for those who want to commit their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we pray, I want you to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Are you willing? The Lord Jesus says the great white throne judgment Revelation chapter 20 verse 15 said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The question is, are you sure? Is your name in the book of life? If you are sure, to God be the glory. Praise Him and honor Him and glorify Him. And accept your position. But if you are not sure, you want to commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ now. And you want to prepare to meet the Lord Jesus Christ at the rapture. And your name in the book of life. I want to pray for you. And I would like you to indicate by lifting up your hand. Just raise your hand where you are for this prayer. Children of God, we will pray together. You repeat this brief prayer after me. And as you do that. Be rest assured that God is going to cross out your names from the book of death and he will write your names in the book of life and that you will never be the same again. He will give you salvation of body, soul and spirit and you will stand before him on that glorious day, a child of God indeed. So repeat this after me. My Lord and my God, thank you so very much. For the privilege of hearing your word. Thank you for the grace. To respond to your word. To commit my life to you. I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. And because of this. I come to you. Lord Jesus Christ. Look through me. Every sin I've ever committed, beginning from my mother's womb, up to this very day, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me 
with your precious blood. Lord Jesus Christ, I reject the devil and all the ways of darkness. If there be any connection with the evil spirit in my own life, I reject them. Lord Jesus Christ, come into my life. Take possession of me as my Lord and Savior. Cancel my name from the book of death. Write my name in the book of life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I will live for you as more than conquerors. And when the role is called up yonder, may my name be there. I submit myself to you. From now on, I belong to you. This is my earnest plea. I believe it is done. For I prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for your children. According to your word, you say that whoever comes to you, you will never cast out. According to your word, you say, if we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Whatever their sins are, visible and invisible, committed knowingly or unknowingly, by words or actions or omissions, Father, forgive them in the name of Jesus. Wash away their sins in the name of Jesus. Cleanse them with the blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. From now on, may they belong to you. Having rejected the evil one, we come against principalities and powers. We come against spiritual wickedness in high places. We come against the rulers of darkness of this world. If there be any part, any accord, any agreement, any concord, any covenant between these ones who have now surrendered to Jesus and the unfruitful works of darkness, either directly or by proxy through ancestral spirits, we declare them null and void and of no effect in the name of Jesus. Father, save them to the uttermost. And if they have any ailments in their bodies, Father, heal them right now in the name of Jesus. If there be any harassment, spiritual harassment, or obsessions, or possessions in their life, we set them free. We break the shackles of the enemy in their lives in the name of Jesus. Children of God, receive your salvation in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your deliverance in Jesus' name. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all.